Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The Slim Fast 14-Day Effect on your New Year's resolution. Day one, the new year. You want to kick it off with a bang, and you're not just talking about fireworks. Day 14, you're ready to start this year right, looking great and preferably on top. Two weeks is all it takes to get what you really want. Swap two meals a day for Slim Fast protein shakes or bars, get in a 30-minute workout, and stick to a 1,200-calorie diet to lose up to six pounds in your first 14 days. Find Slim Fast in a store near you. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Real Housewives of Atlanta After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Real Housewives of Atlanta After Show. Yo, what up, After Buzzers? It's your boy DJ Jesse Jenny here at the After Buzz TV studios for the Real Housewives of Atlanta After Show. We're going to do a double episode for you guys. Uh, we're actually not there in the studio over the holiday break, but I am joined uh, via phone with the lovely Courtney Stewart. What up, Bo? What's up, Bo? How you doing? I am doing fine. I am enjoying myself with the holidays, with family. Real Housewives of Atlanta has been delivering. I'm a little upset that I was not in studio with you all last week. But I got to say the show is giving me my life. It is giving everything. (laughs) While everything else is on hiatus, the Housewives of Atlanta are still serving it up real strong. They are. I mean, let's just start right from the beginning of last week's episode. It was we had uh, Phaedra who was pumping her breast milk. You know, she was getting she was getting uh, Mr. President his nutrients. Her her organic chocolate milk doing her thing. Yes. Mm Mhm. And you know that kind of sparked some conversation sexually for uh, some of the girls, in which Monique. Nini's new little friend who they tried to force into this damn show, and I cannot stand it. <laughs> Why not? Courtney, I mean, when I tell you, this bitch just looks so awkward on the show. She looks like a damn mouse. She looks like a, a damn lamb running through a, a wolf's gang. Well, she they try to help crazy. her out with that a little bit later, but she's bringing some good, juicy twists. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I will give you that. She was looking like a fool, but she she did she did give some good twists. I will say. So she brings up, I have sex with my husband every other day for thirteen years, unless I'm on vacation or traveling somewhere. That's exhausting. <laughs> but more power to her. 
Right, but it's like every other day. This is the thing. This is why I couldn't stand her. I felt like she was like always trying to like push, like get into the conversation too much. And it was just like, okay, girl, like calm down. Like let another person talk. Like no one asked you, you know, about how many times you were screwing your man. Like she was every other a day, like awkward. She was a little it awkward because like- she's not used to be around them. So she's like trying to get into the flow of how the conversation happens. I just wish it was, like, natural and cool and slick, and it just was so not. She was so awkward. She came off like a stan. Like, she came off like she was like, I've been watching you guys for five seasons, and I'm so excited I'm on here right now. Well, because that's how she actually is. She just hasn't learned how to hide it yet. (laughs) Oops. She's like, I've been watching. I'm trying to get in. Girl, I can't. I hope she does not. And you know what? Whatever, if they were trying to test her out to see if she should be a housewife, I don't think she's going to be because they did not show a peep of her in in the second episode. Well, so. not exactly, no. But I think there's still more joyous things to come from that whole situation. <laughs> oh, I don't know. So Portia steps in. She says, you know, I feel like you need to take care of your man sexually or else, you know, that gives him the op to cheat which sparks Kenya to kind of, you know, poke a little bit at Portia saying, wait a minute, what are you talking about? You tell you that told us that your man tells you that when he can do something. How do you feel about that whole little cattiness between Portia and Kenya? It was just, I mean, it's kind of tough because, like, Kenya, number one, neither of them obviously is a very good um, um, example, I guess, at this point because neither one of them got a man or kept a man. So maybe they both should just be quiet. But I did I did understand where Portia was coming from, and I think Kenya turned it into something else. Like the whole, like, oh, well, how saying you've given your man permission to cheat. I don't think that Portia was saying that, but I do think that Portia accepts that there is a level of sexual responsibility when you are in a relationship. And if you're not giving it, they're going to get it from somewhere. So that's not putting the blame on you per se, but it is saying that you have a certain level of responsibility in your relationship. So I wasn't mad at Portia for that, but I was annoyed with Kenya because she was annoying for this whole episode for me. Oh, you know what? For me, Kenya redeemed herself at the end of the episode, but we'll talk about that because then oh, we get to... see, I think it was the total opposite direction at the end of the episode for me, but yes, we'll get there. <laughs> You you didn't okay. Let's just talk about it. you didn't like John Kenya. I love John Kenya. <laughs> okay, I liked her a little bit, but then it just got messy and like inappropriate. Like you can't just straight up ask people who are married. Like the I think that she went too far with the whole too many oh. sex questions. <laughs> like it was too much. Oh, like it's great TV. Don't get me wrong. Like I was enjoying it and I'm laughing, but it made her. I don't, she looked grimy to me when you do that. Like you don't ask grown women <laughs> that are married. Like, ooh, was the sex good? Like to somebody else's like ex with a woman sitting right there. That didn't make any sense to me. Ooh, oh, you right. Uh, you right. And we will get to it. <laughs> I cannot with Miss Kenya. So they get to the wedding cake mansion though. And we find out that it is a haunted mansion. Uh, And right away, as they go in there, Candy picks the master suite. Oh, my God, how upset. (laughs) I was kind of mad at that. Did you, were you mad at it before you, like, Kenya made a big thing out of it? 
Yeah, it was. I think it was stupid that Kenya made a big thing out of it constantly, but I do think it was a little bit shady on Candy's part. Like, the host should get the choice of the rooms, but the bottom line is, Nene should have signed rooms and been done with it. Be like, okay, guys, I picked rooms for people. This is your room, this is your room, this is your room. But it would have well, been think- nice since Nene planned the trip to allow her to have the master. I, I understand that. So lesson learned, if you want to host, you better do your job and host. And damn, damn um, get name tags on the doors or something, bitch. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You sitting over there. I, you know, I love I love Miss Nene, but I got to say, Miss Nene disappointed me in this episode because she was looking real sour the whole episode. Like, I want my room, but I'm not really yeah. mad about the room. Yes, bitch, you are mad about the room because you didn't say anything about them being late. But that's because that's why it was funny because I feel like Nene was trying real hard not to, as she said, to keep Nene at bay. Yeah. <laughs> so she was she was mad as hell and she really wanted to go off, but she just pouted it instead so that she wouldn't go off. <laughs> so it made me laugh. Uh, and then how do you feel? You know, how do you feel about this part? You know, Kenya's sitting there, just trying to instigate some shit, uh, talking about. Uh, you know, you need to set ground rules. And this is the other part that irritated me, um, me about Nini, is that here you are, Nini. You're allowing Kenya to talk to you like this, like she's, like, son- like she's sunning you, you know? And then it all of a sudden, Nini goes downstairs and she's like, you know what, I was talking to Kenya and, you know, I just want to say, I just want to set some ground rules. Like, but you don't even look tough now. Like, now you look like, like Kenya had to tell you that. Miss Nene Leakes, Kenya had to tell you that? I think that it still makes Nene look like a superstar because she's hiding in her room so she doesn't cuss nobody out. And then Kenya's like, no, girl, you going down there and talk to him. And she's like, all right, I'm going to be the pleasant person and come down kindly and say we need to respect everybody's time and be on time. And I'm mad about the room, so I'm going to let you know, but I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to just go be in my room and pout. Like, I still think Nene came out on top, and I think Kenya just needs to shut up. Because <laughs> it's like she, it was like it was on the bus. It's like nobody need. It's like Nene listened to her to humor her, but Nene didn't need her to tell her what to do. She just is like humoring her, like, okay, Kenya, yes, okay, all right, yeah, let's go do this now. Okay, I'm gonna do this nicely. Okay, Kenya, there, you had your little moment. Wait, pause moment for Kenya though. Uh, when she was scaring all the girls in the house, <laughs> and she jumped out and scared Phaser, and Phaser said, "I rebuke you." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love Faye. I cannot with her. Um, okay. She comes up with so, court, uh, so Nini says, um, all right, I need to set some ground rules. You know, you can't be late to things. Like, you're always late, yada, yada, yada. Phaedra uh, comes into the room. And Miss Monique, here she comes again. This bitch is an all-star. This episode, she's talking about... Um, you know, well, you just you just missed all the rules, and you the one that should have should have been here for the rules. Since of what I heard through the grapevine, bitch, what grapevine did you hear that you felt you could make any kind of statement? Who are you? What's your name? That's what I would have said to Phage. I'd be like, what's who are you? Hi, what's your name? Well, you we can explain why Monique is a little bit of a mess a little bit later. Nini makes us understand why she needs help. <laughs> girl say just said you don't know me and then she said i got jobs 
I've got jobs. I've got jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, Faye just stepping it up for me because she was kind of slacking with her little comebacks, but she's been doing it for me. She's um, been doing pretty I, good in Savannah. I'm kind of excited if she actually really does this. But remember when Candy and Faye were walking outside afterwards and um, they started talking about dating Chuck, and then they see the hearse. Yes. <laughs> yes, and they run over to the hearse, and the hearse is all like, oh, you guys are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Pegleg, Pegleg something. Pegleg, Peg Peg somebody. Long. And that was such a mess. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, I would love, Ridiculous. I, but I would love for Phaedra to start this. I would love for Phaedra to get into this business, because I could totally see her driving a hearse around, scaring people. Um, Curse tours in Atlanta. Oh my god! <laughs> so while they're outside, all the other girls are in Nini's bedroom. They, uh, we got Portia up in there, keep keying it with Kenya, like they ain't got no problems or nothing. Uh, yeah. Talking about Monique got red. Monique, now we understand Monique. You know, she's a. How old would you say Monique is? She's probably early forties. Yeah. And she grew up, as the girls like to say, uh, very white bread. And she doesn't yes, understand. Yes, she grew up terms. with the white side of her family. Yes, yes. And she she doesn't understand certain terms, and she understands no gay terminology. Because Cynthia was like, uh, do you have any gay friends? She's like, um, yeah, I think so. Like, this friend? Do you not know? <laughs> You're not sure. <laughs> Clearly, you don't have any friends. Um, yeah, she's too busy raising babies and having sex. Oh, there you go. Keep it, keeping her married. I mean, if you're having years. sex every day for 13 years, and you got like three, four kids, um, you don't have a whole lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, hold up. Just think about that. Like that comes off like it's a part of your schedule. Like, is it timed? Like. For 13 years, every other day, like, oh, we can't have sex today. It's not our own day, babe. Like, Mm-mm. it's too much. Girl, why? She probably hasn't fucked in for 13 years. They had sex <laughs> on their honeymoon, and that was it. <laughs> he gave them the two kids. They adopted, and I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh, so then the trip this episode, they go to the first African American church. Yeah, the first African American Baptist church. In North Baptist America. Church. Now, girl, I got to tell you, Portia, <laughs> I can't. So, <sighs> coming into this, you know, Portia walks around and she says, you know, I really love, you know, being here. It really connects me, makes me feel con- more connected with my grandfather. Um, they find out that it's part of the Underground Railroad. It was built by hand. It has the oldest organ in Georgia. Um, Portia's just going on and on about her grandfather's legacy. And, then, and she sounds um, intelligent almost. She almost sounds intelligent talking about all these things. Until they bring up the holes in the damn ground. Mm-hmm. And they bring up these holes in the ground, which are air vents to the tunnels that were underneath the church. And Portia says... <laughs> Well, where does this set up? Because the railroad got to come through somehow. Who's driving the train? God. (laughs) Here's all I have to say to that. But she looked good, though. That peplum was working that she wore for this tour. 
That's so funny because Cynthia says that too. She said, if you get Reddit, you just have to make sure you look good when you do it. So, bitch, if you're going to be dumb, you better look good while you're dumb. And she did look good. So. She looked great, but that was – and the reason the reason it was – okay, obviously it's ridiculous and just insane that she said it to begin with. But the fact that she was, wouldn't shut up about it and kept asking, like, but I don't, I mean, but, I mean, they're not electric. Like, and they were like, baby, it wasn't a train. But how did they, I don't, I don't, it's like, just shut up. Like, the fact that she didn't know, like, oh, that was a real dumb moment. Close my mouth now. Like, that's what was, because, the, like, they were walking out the door, and she was still rambling on, like, trying to figure it out. <laughs> not okay. Girl, it made oh me win. God. Like, I was uncomfortable watching that happen. Oof, like like what's an inside? Her grandfather was rolling in his grave. Rolling, you know, rolling. flipped over, did a somersault, and dug it deeper because he's so embarrassed. And Cordell's just sitting there like, mm-mm. That, did I marry that for real? <laughs> like, thank God I'm free! <laughs> um. So, okay, then we get into the juicy part. So the girls are, like, out there getting drinks, eating... They're getting really nice and tipsy. Um, yes, they were very tipsy. Shout out to Nene because it was all over her face. They did some great little insert shots of just like Nene looking around, looking confused, like, oh, what are these hoes talking about? And she looked like she was lit. Nice. Yo, Nene has, this. Uh, these two episodes, Nene's been giving really good gifs. I, 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 yeah. I have a feeling that we're going to be able to find a lot of good gifs from uh, this, these two episodes. <laughs> um, so oh, Monique no. brings up, and she she talks about she's talking to Candy and she kind of laughs off and she says to Candy, Haha, yeah, Chuck said you know you were like two weeks together and Candy's like, uh, hold up, <laughs> we dated when I was nineteen and then he came back when I was twenty one, mm-hmm. and Monique starts getting a little nervous there, so then she comes out and says, well, it couldn't have been the best he ever had because <laughs> two weeks ain't nothing. And she said, uh-huh, like I said. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no long term relationship, but we had a relationship. Yes. Where? What was you going through with that? Thing. Ouch. I mean, obviously, okay. If this was real life and it wasn't total producer setup, which I distinctly kind of feel like maybe it was, but let's 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 just pretend it's real life because that makes it more interesting. Monique obviously wanted to know what the real deal was because you're not going to bring up in the company of random women that you aren't for real cool with your right. husband's, like, ex, like, information unless you're digging to find out for real. Because most dudes would be like, oh, no, she went none to me. Yeah, we just hooked up for a little bit. No, what's the real story? So I feel like she, if it was for real, for real, she was just digging to try to get the information. Right. And I'm not mad at that. Well, I don't and know. And I like that Phaedra and Candy didn't bring it up themselves, like, because that would have been kind of shifty. Like, they just were, like, trying to be classy. Like, I'm not going to say nothing. But she brought it up, so I'm going to be but real. they didn't need to. Well, exactly. Like, you, br- she brought it up first. And yeah. I felt like she thought, because everyone was talking about, you know, being catty and all this stuff. I felt like she felt like, oh, here, I can, you know, slide this in there as a joke. And, boo, you got read back, and you couldn't handle it. And here's how she started getting nervous from here. I, You know, this, you know, as crazy and bad uh, tasteless as it was for Kenya to do what she did, 
entertaining wise, like you said, it was everything. Uh, she's talking about you should feel sick. Like if my man ever did that, like I don't know if I ever came into a room and my man was like, "Oh yeah, I slept with Cynthia. I slept with this person." Like I would feel really uncomfortable. Yep. And yep. then to bring up what is the sex like? <laughs> That's where I had the problem with Kenya. When she says, how was the sex? I was like, come on now. You cannot. That is not okay. <laughs> but Monique didn't even sound mad. She just sounded mad nervous. Like, like she didn't even know what to do. She's talking about, ah, come on. <laughs> Tacky wacky. A little more class cray cray. Like, girl, bye. She was probably embarrassed. She was embarrassed. She was not embarrassed. Like, your man is a whore. He cheats on you. You're mad. Bye. He's not a whore. That was like 30 years ago. Before she was even in the picture. And I actually wrote down poor Chuck because that has to be like embarrassing as hell to watch outside of that. Like he wasn't even there and all the women like, oh yeah, I was with him. I did this and we were together and we did that. Like that's so like not. Nobody wants their business in the street like that. Poor Chuck. Right. And then also she's like, oh yeah, Chuck's cheap. And uh, kid, well, he ain't cheap. He got me Louis Vuitton. He used to give me money on a weekly basis. Like, he was paying, paying her bills, down. paid her credit card bill. Like, <laughs> that really shut Monique down. She was like, um, what? Like, she hadn't wrote Destiny's Child's hit yet. You know what I'm saying? It didn't yep. count. Uh, yep. we find out they, they dated when they were children and then dated again in college, but something sounded fishy about that. Um, Monique is looking crazy. Portia, you know, brings up, hey, you know, you're mad at the questions that you asked because your husband, you know, you need to ask your husband questions because he ain't being truthful. And Monique gets irritated, upset, and they get into this fight. Don't make my husband look crazy. Um, back and forth, you know, whose side were you kind of, do you think Portia kind of crossed the line right there? I think Portia was definitely out of line because she was speaking from her experience, which is not the same thing as them talking about this man who dated these women some 20-plus years ago, like 15 to 20 years ago when his wife wasn't even in the picture. Like, to infer that he's lying. Like, nobody is completely, like, self-disclosing of exactly what they did with all of their exes to their current relationship. Like, nobody wants to hear those details like, I don't need to know how many times you got it in with Phaedra. And, like, you just respectfully, you say, yeah, I was in a relationship. It's not like he lied and said he wasn't in relationships with them. He fooled around with them or said whatever he said and left it at that. And it's not like these relationships happened while they were dating, while he was dating his wife or anything like that. So for Portia to kind of, like, make that leap, I think she just went too far. And that's why Monique got upset. Like, I mean, it's not that serious. Like, yeah, it's not cool. Like, Hey, honey, why you got to be like, why were you trying to front? Like, you weren't dating Candy for real. But that's not something that was relevant to their current relationship. So I feel like Portia just poured all her extra that she mad about (laughs) and made it the same situation where her and Monique, and I just don't think it was the same situation. She needed to shut the hell up. She sure was the entire trip because we're about to get into next episode, too. And, you know, last week's episode, to me, had, Monique had me fucking going crazy with how crazy she was looking. But this next episode was an emotional mess between all of these girls. I could not mm-hmm. with, with, with 
with last night's episode. Uh, but before we do that, I want to give a shout out to everybody walk, uh, listening to us right now. Uh, if you guys could help us out, hit us up on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, it's absolutely free. Uh, and help you guys in number one, just uh, as in your iTunes, search Real Housewives of Atlanta after Rose TV and hit subscribe. And Courtney, you have a little... And after, I do. After you guys subscribe to our podcast and make sure downloading and listening to it in this new year, I know we all been eating and doing some crazy stuff. I actually just ate some chili fries that I probably shouldn't have eaten. So starting with this whole new year move, we're going to get it back together. You want to get it tight, get it right, like you will see the Housewives doing in this next episode. You can start that off with a little slim fast. Because with slim fast, two weeks is all it'll take to get what you really want. In 14 days, and the only thing higher than your confidence will be your hemline. So this podcast is brought to you by SlimFast, so you guys should go hook that up and get that started with the new year coming on Wednesday. It's going to be January 1st. Can you believe that? Sure, I'm talking to y'all. Right now. I got my phone charging to the wall right now, and I, I could go for some SlimFast right now because I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm feeling um, like I should have probably had some fast instead of what I ate, but I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> <laughs> right, because, you know, the holidays, so we, it, it ain't the new year yet. Um, <laughs> all right, so the new episode, talking about food, uh, we see the girls, they're waking up, and they're talking about they're going to have a big dinner party, and they want to stay inside and really get to bond with each other. We find out that Candy has Skype sex with Todd. Interesting. Yes. Um, and Portia says, thank you. And then, But then we find out that Portia has a tattoo and used to have a piercing over her vagina. On her hoo-ha, she had a tattoo and a piercing. I was like, what? <laughs> hmm. I mean, more power to you, girl. I don't know. I don't know how nobody get one down, a piercing specifically down there, but uh, go ahead, get it. Hmm. I, I just, I'm, I'm wincing just thinking, like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, me too. Right. Okay, moving on. So then the girls go into this huge this talk about gay rights. I really kind of missed the boat on where they started talking about that. Uh, and it switches gears to, you know, Cynthia bringing up Noelle and her boyfriend, Arthur. And her and Nini kind of go back and forth uh, between it. She said, basically says, you know, she doesn't support Cynthia's parenting. Uh Nene talking about girls today are fast twerking. And Cynthia keeps getting really upset talking about, you know, like she's talking about her daughter. Now, I will say I was with Nene up until the point where she kept kind of going a little hard about the whole twerking thing and doing the whole dance. But, I mean, it's kind of like you know your – you have to know your friends. Like, that's Nene. That's how she is, like – is it cool? Not really, but, like, it's just how you yeah. is. And I think that's why Cynthia did, obviously, like, once they are up from the table and it's all dramatic and all that, like, she didn't seem angry at Nene because I know that I feel like she knows Nene and that's how Nene is and she doesn't necessarily hold anything against her for it. They just don't agree on something. And I feel like Cynthia knew her sensitivity wasn't just because Nene was acting a fool at the table. <laughs> like, right. I don't think that's why she broke down for real. Like, I think she broke down because she's worried. She doesn't know if she's doing the right thing, and she's trying to do the right thing, and she just wants to be affirmed that she's doing the right thing because it's scary. Raising girls is right. scary. 
I mean, the girls I, get the burden of all the responsibility. If something get jacked up. It was a little overdramatic, but I, I'm going to give it to I'm going to put the blame on the spirits in the house, the haunted house. <laughs> Is that what took over? I'm just saying because as soon as this happened with Cynthia, it was like a damn domino effect. We have fuck, Cynthia upstairs crying in the room. Portia coming upstairs giving like, I felt like I was watching Coach Carter. She's giving her a speech like, girl, you, I, I did not have a mother growing up. Kenya's over there talking about she don't have a mother growing up. Portia over here talking about bait, watching damn Cordell's kid. Like, bitch, you, fuck, you was feeding this damn boy Twizzlers. The hell are you talking about giving her mother advice? Like, girl, can you tell her I did not have a mother growing up, Cynthia? This is all I want. You need to be a role model. And then Cynthia calls Noel. And I just, I mean, I, I was like, what the hell am I watching right now? This looks like the damn Twilight Zone. They were just having a very, okay, I don't like to say this because I'm not trying to be, like, stereotypical or, like, sexist, like, women, whatever. But they're women. They were having an intense conversation, and the emotions started to flare for a variety of reasons, I'm sure. And it was just felt by everyone. It was to every like, like Portia kept saying, even though it was sort of annoying because she was like trying to be like super deep. But she was right. Like having that moment where you realize that you don't realize what your girlfriends are really going through, and that you all are going through similar things sometimes, and it just kind of all breaks. And you're like, oh, my God, we're all carrying these same burdens, like feeling like, are we good enough? Are we doing right as mothers? Are we doing right as women working and all kinds of stuff? So Portia had her uh, moment of, like, I'm a grown-up and I speak English well and know what I'm talking about moment when she said that. It was kind of intense. It was very intense. It's so funny. Because watching this scene, I was actually sitting here thinking, because you get, it's funny, you see the clicks in the house. So Nini's chasing after Portia, Cynthia, uh, Kenya, and then you get Asia and Candy in the kitchen. You know, they was, they was sitting over there like, these bitches are crazy. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, if me and Courtney were there, we wouldn't have been up there cooking. We would have been sitting at the kitchen table eating wheat thins and, like, you know, cheese dip or something exactly. like that. I would have been tasting that macaroni and cheese. Like, okay, can y'all ask about cheese? Okay, y'all got cornbread? Because I'll just snack on that one. <laughs> Keep cooking. Right. Shade in just all these bitches. Because I'm just sitting here like, Portia, what the hell? This bitch really turned into Coach Carter. Like, I really was sitting here like, bitch, Akilah in the V is giving the damn speech right now. Yeah. Except her moment when she talked about what her mom said, um, when she was trying to, like, give her the real pep talk, where she was like, my mom said, you just have to stand back and know you feel good about what you did, or whatever she said, and it didn't make, it didn't quite conclude properly. (laughs) She's like, you got to step back and know you did a good job and just let it. I'm like, did a good job? What does that have to do with you and your stepson? Like, your stepson is not grown. Like, that raising process is not over. Someone gave Portia a damn Adderall that day because that bitch, she was on one. Um, So then we get back to the dinner prep and Portia and Kenya, they sit down. What was that about? And then they relate about, this is so set up, like, let's just go in this room, let me pull you aside in this room, and let's just talk about the fact that you and me both want babies. Nothing else other than the fact that just you and me want babies, and we don't have them yet. Let's relate to that. 
and empower okay. women. But I did feel sad for Kenya, even though, okay, for a couple reasons. First of all, makeup, close-ups, really unfortunate in this episode. <laughs> <Especially for laughs> and I'm not trying to be a hater, but oh my God, I was like, dang, girl, you look rough up close. But then I did feel bad when she was sitting in the room with Kenya, and she, or with Portia, and they were talking about, she was, again, talking about her mom and how she doesn't even want a daughter because she doesn't want anything to remind her of her relationship with her mom. I was like, dang, girl, you need to go to therapy for real because she had to work that out. Because what happens if you have a daughter? You're going to be hostile and have all those feelings inside? She needs to go talk to somebody. And I don't think Portia is the person she should be talking to. (laughs) No, I don't think any girl on the Housewives is the person she should be talking to. Um, So as Kenya starts crying, then all of a sudden Portia starts crying, talking about safe haven, getting to know Kenya, and then she's talking about, I'm praying for you, girl. I'm I'm praying for you, girl. girl, She meant it. She's special. She meant it. She tried. That was cute. (laughs) Nene and Cynthia had an awkward-ass makeup. I couldn't wait to admit that. Um, Then they all went down to eat. What's that? I know you saw how Nene was still drunk. That's also why Nene probably didn't stop at the table, because I'm pretty sure she was drunk this whole episode. So, because when she came up in the room and she's like, you got to keep it jokey and laugh. Like, you, yes, you keep it jokey and you joke it back up, but, like, when you see your friend, like, that's for real tight with you, like, really have a breakdown, you steady everything first, and then you make the joke. She came in, like, being goofy and jokey. I was like, Nene, you still drunk. And Cynthia done cried her eyes out. Oh, Nene, that was not in the friend contract. Sorry, That's bro. a good trip. She was having a good time. And she was annoyed that everybody was crying. <laughs> Further proof of her being inebriated in the episode. Because she was like, do they think this is fun? <laughs> Sorry, I obviously uh, still love Nene. <laughs> well, and the other thing about drunk Nene is, she probably, she started drinking, I feel, at the dinner table. Who was it that she was talking to when they brought up about the whole L.A. thing and she started talking about acting and then she changed the subject really quickly because she got uncomfortable? Who was Wasn't she having Monique that Monique asked her about L.A. or going back to L.A.? Maybe it was Monique. So I thought that was interesting about Mooney, too. So she probably sitting there like, oh, shoot, they, these people ain't calling me back. I ain't really getting my episodes on Glee. Like, yeah, girl, days of our lives hiring, like, which was good. <sighs> anyway, so then Candy's sitting over here. Well, here's a job for, for Nene. Candy's talking about wanting to do a musical. Yes, which we know actually did happen. She did a play with Todd. That's in cute. November. I don't know if any of the women were in it, though. I don't believe any of them were. I'm pretty sure they weren't. Um, uh, while she says that, you know, she brings up the whole musical theater thing, um, Portia's crying, Nene goes in, and Portia, when she first answered the door, just give me a minute! Uh, she saw a picture on Instagram that really hurt her. You know, Nene put Portia in check about, you know, kind of putting a hold on, div- on the divorce, which mm-hmm. I'm just like, girl, why would you tell her to do that? Well, I feel like I actually thought Nene was giving her good advice because I feel like the advice Nene was giving her is 
stop letting it happen to you and be present and do something about it. If you're not ready to go through it yet or deal with it or sign off on it, and you feel like it's being like it's like she was just taking whatever was given to her because she's not grown enough to stand up and say, you know what, I'm not ready to sign off on my divorce. I'm not ready to whatever whatever it is. Say it. And I think she was just trying to be like, dang it, Portia, stand up for yourself and have a voice. Like, not necessarily don't get a divorce, but if you are not in a place where you feel like you have done everything you want to do towards it, then say that and try to do whatever it is you think you can do to save it or not save it or whatever. I don't necessarily think she was really trying to force her to stop the divorce, but at least saying, speak up, damn it. <laughs> like, stop crying and sobbing and acting like the world happens to you. It's not happening to you. You have choices. Make one. Right. Well, okay, so then how did you feel about Nini going over to Kenya, talking about you acting crazy, being pleasant with Phaedra? My thing I was is, a little Nini, weirded out by that. Yeah, like, you've been asking for everyone to be cool. Like, why are you trying to instigate something between Kenya and Phaser? Like, and then all of a sudden she walked out of the room and left Kenya in the room with Phaser. And then that conversation was awkward. (laughs) That That conversation conversation was awkward. While Phaser again pumped her boob. (laughs) In Kenya, that's where I noticed the close-ups of Kenya. I was like, oh, girl. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. It was looking pretty and that, rough. You know, it didn't hit me because I was like, oh, Sage is being a little too shady right now. Yeah. But now that I think and about it, she probably was sitting here like, girl, you're just drunk right now. You're you're on one right now because you're making up with everyone in the house, but you're still going to do some shady-ish behind my back. Yeah. Or is it, do you think that Phaedra just really don't care? Like, she's over it. Like, I don't want to talk to you about this. We are never going to be friends. We can be cool. I can be cordial, which is what we've been doing. But we ain't going to be cool. Why do we need to talk? We don't have nothing to talk about. Yeah, I could see Phaedra being like that, too. (laughs) And that is it. Side note, why did Kenya fly her nasty sick dog into the house? Like, what? Right. Like, uh, no one needed that dog. To be there, if you maybe you shouldn't have been on the trip if your dog was that sick. To have your shitty kitty dog running around, diarrhea and all up in our get in our vacation house. Like, in the like, vacation house, like and obviously somebody was with her because they brought her to you. So I'm confused. If you just gave him medicine and he was supposed to be, or she, I guess it's a girl, velvet. But that was weird to me. I'm gonna be like velvet in your dog house, like outside. Yeah, and I also appreciate that Cynthia is now the hair and makeup lady for everyone. Yes. <laughs> she was curling everybody's hair, doing everybody's makeup. Cynthia gives it to me every single time she's on camera. Like, this season, she is giving it better than she has. She, has, she is bringing it. I feel like she is giving a different ad every time I watch her. I feel like she was like Ralph Lauren today with her little sweater over her yep. shirt. <laughs> I love doing it. the thing. And apparently everybody um, is noticing because they all want her to do their hair and makeup. Well, so then they go to this Club One drag show with Lady okay. Shabby, Chabis or whatever. I don't know what her damn name was. The bitch was so skinny and anorexic. It was crazy. <laughs> she, she was old. Old. She was old, wrinkly, and a skeleton. Like, 
What? <laughs> it looked like the Night from the Living Dead damn thing came back and put a wig on. And why did Club One look like it was just a straight up liquor store, like with some tables? <laughs> you know, it's so. I was really sitting there like, ooh, this is where the girls are really going. But then I'm like, I don't really know Savannah, Georgia, like that. So. I would imagine that there aren't that many options to begin with, but uh, yeah, I mean, go Club One. Yep. They got on TV. You see that drag team that clearly was no options to, <laughs> to be doing that. <laughs> uh, but Nini, that was kind of a little embarrassing, uh, her at that club. She was drunk, slurring on the mic, picking on yeah. Monique. What do you think about that scene? Uh, I thought it was funny. It was cute. Little Monique didn't know what to do with herself, but again, Nene was very drunk, and it was interesting to watch. <laughs> but did you catch before they were going out? Kenya threw some shade at Nene when she was all she was talking about going oh, to yeah, the Queens, train. and she said Nene looked like them: big knees, big feet, and Adam's apple. Not sure if she tucks. Mm-hmm. In reference to Nene, I was like, Kenya, what are you saying, and why are you saying that about Nene? White girl, she thought Not she was being cool. cute. That's gonna bite her in the ass. Not um, cool. So then we get to dinner. Uh, Portia tells us that she texts Cordell, which is like, girl, why? And then they're all like little kids, like, oh my god, what do you say? <laughs> like, girl, sit down. Um, mm-hmm. He basically texts her back, talking about what would you like to talk about. And then he, this part kind of irritated me. Candy had her phone and texted back us. And I just feel like that wasn't Candy's place. I don't know if we missed something in which Candy was told she could do that. Yeah, well, I think she wasn't told. I must admit, I have been in that exact situation and sent the text myself. <laughs> Oops. Um, where there was a girl talking about, like, trying to deal with a relationship, and I was just like, this is stupid, I'll just respond. And I typed in something, and I said what I typed, and then she was like, no, don't send that, and I didn't think about it, and then I was like, oops, I sent it, and yeah. So, it wasn't her place, per se, but she didn't say anything crazy or inappropriate, so I'm not mad, because it's one of those things, like, girl, come on, it's not that serious, just answer the question. It's very childish to just sit there and be like, uh, I don't know what to say. Of course you know what to say. You know what you want to talk about. I want to talk about our situation. Why is that hard? So, anyway. Well, but I think the editing was a little bit weird with the dinner thing because you know how, like, before they had gone out, but then they came back and were having this dinner and they were all in the same outfits and looking just as rough. So it's like, did the dinner really happen like that? Like, I don't think so. Everybody was in the same outfit except Nini. Actually, Nene had a change of clothes on, which was weird. Like, it was just weird how it was edited. I don't think it was properly sequenced. So we and it was also weird it. that they ate dinner after the drag club show. Yeah, which was obviously fairly late. Like, it just didn't make sense. So, I think, I don't know why they split it like that, though. If it was just before the drag show, like, why wouldn't they just do that? Which, technically, it actually did happen before the drag show because she said it's 1 o'clock when she texted Cordell, which means that it was 10 o'clock when they were, I don't know, so yeah, 10 o'clock in Savannah, Georgia, three hours ahead. Mm, there you go. They're a mess. They're a mess. I don't know. But um, so, they were eating. And then in that Kenya cuts Nini off talking about poor she needs to speak from her heart and not listen to advice. Ooh, girl. 
Everybody like, got so much to say about everybody else's stuff, and maybe it's just because they all on a trip together. I don't know. But, I mean, it's I not that know. she said anything horrible, like, but I was just like, wow, everybody's got all this intense advice for everybody else. <laughs> right, and Kenya's trying to be buddy-buddy with Portia. they on the ground trying to kill that damn cockroach that was flying. That oh, was honey. The flying roach was just doing too much. Flashbacks, can't handle it. Do not appreciate flying roaches at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final part of it was Nini brings up Portia and Kenya's friendship, and she says, you know, Portia, you need to give more support to the group. You never call me back. Portia apologizes. And Candy feels like Nini is a hard, difficult friend. Which I thought was really interesting. She said, you guys, your friendships are too needy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because I can kind of see, like, Portia being the friend that calls you, like, ooh, there's something going on, hook me up, can I go to this with you, or whatever. But then when you try to call her for, like, just regular stuff, she's not available. Right, she's, like, doing her nails or putting a mask on. Yeah. I don't know. All right, but let's start, let's talk about, what's that, what were you going to say? Well, I know, I'm like, what's up next? (laughs) Oh, what's up next looks interesting. And I was talking about Mama Joyce goes to the doctor. Something's going to happen with that. Cynthia and Peter, are they getting into it about money? That's what I'm waiting for because I'm sorry, but he bought a building and a car and she didn't know. I don't know. I just don't understand how Peter can be mad based on what we've seen so far. Mm. I don't know about Peter. And then the final one we get is Chuck and Phaedra talking about you told them that we dated and basically saying that we smashed and that's about it. Yep. Yep, yep. Yep. I'm excited it's for that right. part. I can't wait. I can't wait to see I, that too. And see yeah, how especially because why would it. was that Nini or Monique in the car? Oh, I don't know who's in the car. I don't I just saw Chuck and it was probably Nini, honestly. I, I think it was Nene, and that's why I was like, why are Chuck, Nene, and Phaedra in a car together? Ooh, we're going to get some, I'm telling you, I think I, I can't wait for that episode. That's going to be a real detailed episode. But I don't know, I want to thank you guys at home for watching, uh, uh, for listening right now. Uh, make sure you guys hit us up on iTunes, as well as TV on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can tweet me at DJ Jesse J and Courtney. At Stuart Starlet. Until next week, same time, same place. Happy New Year. Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.